guys, welcome back. Sorry, Blender's Broken, uh, bartender podcast by bartenders. Letting people that don't know about the industry behind the bar, you're welcome. Uh, tonight, I'm at Dark Horse in Annapolis, Maryland, and I'm with Pinky, the owner, and her best friend, Camille. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Tonight, I'm at Dark Horse in Annapolis, Maryland with Pinky and Camille. Pinky's the owner. Rich is here, too. And Rich, the best bartender, male bartender they have. It's like Around. Mike, to the Thank you. <laughs> and Camille. And Pinky and Camille are best friends, and they work together happily, probably mostly, sometimes. And I ever did have. Um, I do want to... Ask you, Pinky. <laughs> yeah. Hangover. How did how did opening up a bar during the pandemic? Like, what the fuck? Like, it was a blast. <laughs> not not scary at all. Yeah. Um, it was. You know, it was millions. not. It was <laughs> millions. It was not expected. <laughs> we did not foresee it happening, but we got the keys January one. Um, we immediately started renovations. Um, we didn't find any bones, by the way. Um, no bones? And no bones. Did you guys redo the floor? I was, we redid the floor. The These, the, the floors here have a lifetime warranty, and you are never going to fall through them. I was going to say, so that. the old bar, Mike, Eptide, <laughs> at its end of its days, you would, I feel like there was just, spot. it was like an OSHA dream. Like, it really was. They were like, you walk through the fucking bar to the bathroom, you're like, I might walk through the floor tonight. I hope not, but I, I it might happen. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it, we we put a lot of love into it. A lot of elbow grease, some blood and sweat and tears, but um we we were we were going to open on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day of 2020. And then I remember not. things were heating up with the pandemic and uh, COVID coming our way and nobody knew what was happening, but then um the 15th was when Hogan got on the mic and and basically the whole world shut down like five like, o'clock the next day and ooh, we were so like awesome hum, uh, huh, huh. <laughs> so um we probably drank heavily that day and the following day and then we were like okay survival let's mode we gotta get our together. shit together let's like you know let's let's hammer the county let's get in front of everybody we're ready to open this place, and we were, were almost probably ready. Just laughing in your fucking faces. Well, no, actually, they were really fucking really? compassionate, and um, and you know, getting in front of you know, you go to the county, and first of all, they shut down for a few, probably a month. It felt like, yeah, or a few. It was yeah, and so like you couldn't get your final inspections, um, but you know, they did have office time open. So I th- I think you know just getting in front of them and meeting them and telling them our story and uh, there was a lot of empathy there that they had and and so they they really helped us get our doors open basically and we opened on August 7th um and they helped us get you know transfer the liquor license from the prior owners and they really were fucking awesome and like I, I was very happy to work with them that's awesome. Yeah, I know it can be difficult. Oh, I think yeah. oftentimes people get frustrated and they 
they kind of break down in their office. But I think the if paperwork alone in the fucking permits and shit probably yeah. just be like fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. But I think the silver lining also is that in such a difficult time for our industry and all industries, but really our industry, I think a lot of compassion was held Good. for a bard. And that means a lot, man. Trying it to get open. Does, I think for our industry, it's like, well, you don't have this. Nope. Sorry, can't grant your permit. Go fuck yourself. So can I ask something kind of personal? To redo this bar, give me just like a ballpark how much you guys had to put into it not like specifics um uh, you know we have we have investors um but you know our life savings for sure yeah um and, and that can be know. fucking easy no it's, it's definitely scary like, you know what we scary. got our life savings here and um like, fuck we might lose it what the that's fuck cool am I doing i work my ass off and i might not have I'm this like, bar after this ask, year believe receive Let's go right. <laughs> yeah i'm like what can i what's my side hustle now <laughs> i thought this was it well I even joked around. I said, you know, I'll get only Yeah, I'll get OnlyFans. I'm like, hmm. I'll get OnlyFans and I'll just. I have feet. Just my feet. There it is. I see that works. I'll get OnlyFans and I'll just eat pizza, get high, put a mask on and jerk off and. That's it. I won't do that. I mean. But I will send you pictures of my feet for $500. Yeah, like my feet. That's where I draw the line. Maybe I'll send pictures of my calves. I don't know. Like, my pinky I don't know finger. girls get off on <laughs> <laughs> or my elbow with my a pair elbow. of undies in between. <laughs> this is what I'm talking. This is why you have two girls on the podcast. <laughs> Pinky, you where did you bartend before here? So I, um, I started in the industry in my freshman year of college. Okay. Like in between freshman and sophomore year, I worked at, at BTS in Radford, Radford University. Okay. Um, and started as a hostess, and I saw the bartenders, and I was like. I want to be there, but I had no right. fucking clue what I was doing. But I put the time in, and I we all gotta put sweat equity, in. and I learned, and I sweat felt. tears and shame, and <laughs> yes, many, and many alcohol. times. And I stumbled a couple times, but I fell in love with the industry, and I, and I think that like this is probably this is one of the best industries on the planet, and to be of service of others never leave you once you are in it um and when you yeah. when you leave it it stays with you for sure and i've tried to get myself out numerous times i think my personal thing is like oh i'm about to be 40 or i'm about to be 30 because i did say once i hit 30 i'm like i'm fucking done that was <laughs> but for me with jacks it's because we had jacks when i was 29 it was like well fuck I can either do this sales job and kill myself for whatever money, or I can go work at this bar and make $800 in four days. Yeah. So yeah, fuck your real job. And it's social. Um, and it's flexible. The yeah. flexibility is probably at this point in my life why I'm still in the industry. Because, okay, summer's about to hit. We're about to get make money again. But also when those Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fuck it, let's go to the beach because I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what keep. Yeah. Um, so then I landed. I came home, moved in, moved to deep back to DC, and okay. I worked at Buffalo Billiards in Dupont for many okay. years. 
And that that was a great team too, like lifelong friends, both yeah, both all all everywhere I've ever family. worked. Um, and I worked at the Raven, which is like one of the oldest dive bars in DC in Mount oh, Pleasant. Shit, that's awesome. That was great. Cash only, no like chip bag chips and like an awesome jukebox, <laughs> and that was great. And then I hit the corporate world for a long time. And then this opportunity, you know, I met Ryan, my husband. Right. Um, and he opened Smokehouse with right, his brother and sister-in-law. Right, and that's another and thing. Like, that's like a totally different episode, but I kind of want to, like, say, you know, working with your husband in a restaurant that you're there all the fucking time. It's like, hey, at least, you know, some people... Sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> 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 Highly recommended. Exactly. Baby's breath. Right. It's all positive all the time. That's it's great. all rainbow. I recommend it. Yes. If you're going to get married, make sure you marry somebody that you work with at a restaurant. 100%. Right. <laughs> so, 100, like, that was going to say, like, for both of you guys, like, working at a bar during the pandemic, like, the mental toll, you know, like, for, okay, you're the owner, you're a bartender here. And you're like, fuck, should I stick around? Is this thing going to, like, blow up? You know what I mean? Like, because you go to a new place, and it sucks. Because, like, I opened up Bonefish, I opened up Wild Wings, but also these are corporate places. So they're going to last for a little bit. But you go to a non-corporate place, and you're like, is this place going to blow up? Am I going to actually make money here? Especially during a time when, like, Hey, guess what? We just opened. We're the old Eptide. Only hey. 11 people allowed in. We're only, yeah. Hey, sorry. We're at capacity. Yeah, and you can't sit outside either. So, like, what was the thought process there? Were you, like, were you, like, super positive and super optimistic? Or were you, like, at some, at some point, we all think, you know, like, I don't know what's going to happen, man. We, none of us knew what was going to fucking happen. So, for you, Camille, like, did you think that did you see the potential down the road um yeah but i mean because i'm not she's right there i'm, I'm, I'm obviously still here. I will gonna, know. i'm gonna lie or i'm gonna be fired <laughs> um, no i uh once i got behind the bar like because i you know there wasn't like direct in the very beginning i wasn't directly behind the bar so but then once i got behind the bar like I wasn't about, so for me and the experiences that I've been in through my life, like I just knew that if I, like I just didn't really, okay, I'm having a hard time saying this, but um, like I knew it would be all right. Like I knew that you just the bills that. would be paid and I knew that their heart, the way their heart exactly. is that's in. The thing, and that's why you see that shit. Yeah, and that's, like, there's a huge difference in between, like, I love McGarvey's, will always love McGarvey's, but the management, um, I manage there, and... It's going through so many, like, all these old downtown bars go through constant, like, O'Brien's or whatever. So anyway, no, so I, I came here, and it was completely different. Like, they would run food and not bitch. Like, they're not mad about it. Like, they're like, what do you need me to do? You know what I mean? And it, it's, that says a lot. Like, that yeah, little thing says a lot. I worked at a restaurant before here. I was there for a year. People were like, damn, Chris, you were at this restaurant for a year? Because the person I worked for, I saw the fucking owner washing dishes on a Sunday. I'm like, that's a difference. He's someone who cares about a place. 
And then you got other places that I've worked where the owner will go in, is there all the time, like just but just drinking, and that's fine too. But like, there's just a difference. Sometimes you just don't want to like if you're at the spot where an owners there drinking all the time, but like all the time getting trash. <laughs> like you see, when you see, um, excuse no, me, but like I'm saying, like you see the shit on like John Taffer. I will bust the table. I'm not above it. That's what I'm saying. She will not saying, change a keg. She's like, above that. You see shit like I'm retired from changing kegs. I'm sorry. Well, that's why you got the boys. Fuck them. Exactly. Or Camille. But also, I say this too. Or like Camille. when we get another bar, like a, a, a female bartender comes and works. Like I remember, I worked a place and she was like, "Can one of you guys change the kegs?" And I was like, um, "No, you can change the keg because." It says on your application that you can list at least 25 pounds. It can't be more than that. <laughs> like, Bullshit, a keg is more than 25 <laughs> pounds. So what do you want to A full keg that? is 160 <laughs> pounds, my friend. To be okay. exact. Yes. Use your knees. <laughs> Dropping. No, don't use your knees. Bend your back. No, your, you need to like use, use your, your core. And yeah. use your if fucking you're going to be a bartender, if you're going to be a bartender, Fucking go do squats at the gym, okay? And then you won't be a little bitch and cry about changing the keg. But I remember I worked with a girl named, my girl Jen. She was a badass bitch. She, I'll never forget. We were Hold on, really sec, really quick. Here's Rich. Say hi, Rich. You're, Rich. You're on air. Sup. Sup, Rich. Sup, man. He's an old school head just like us. This dude, Rich, we're how many, nominated. How many also, years have you been bartending? Uh, 72. Since I was 19. And you're how old now? I turned 37 next month. Yeah, buddy. And we... So almost 18 years. We brought Rich over from Ebtide. He proudly. came and he turned over. That's right. I'm the what, last okay. of my kind. Rich... The last <laughs> unicorn. Rich, here. Oh, sorry. I'm a close... No, no, you're good. Um, so Ebtide came from West Annapolis, right? Wasn't it at Mexican? No, this was Mexican cat. No, CVS was Mexican cafe. That's right. Okay, this was always Ebtide. How long? Uh, it was Ebtide for under Susan and Wayne for twenty years. It was called Ebtide before that for about ten. Before that, it was called Chickies. That's right. Uh, before that, Anchor in. Anchor in. And before that, Flash, Buck of the Blood. Buck of the Blood. Uh, and before that, who the fuck cares? Apparently, Mexican. <laughs> apparently, Mexican Cafe. I know it's like 1850. Mexican Cafe apparently is out, and that's going to be RAR now. So yes. good luck. They're out. So maybe they should just say the fuck where CVS was. Or yeah. CVS. Also, I still hold the record for most margaritas drank in Mexican Cafe. I like it. I went there the second to last day. Is there a T-shirt? Eight. No, these margaritas. Which means sixteen. Yeah, in a real strong. in a real world, people would used like, to have oh, Everclear in them. Mexican Cafe. Oh, their margaritas are great. No, they're just fucking strong. They're not good. Oh no, they they're suck. Just... They suck a bag of dicks, but they'll get you fucked up. Exactly. Dancing on a table. I like it. The first time I tried, I drank six and I fell off my uh, chair. <laughs> it was fun. That was the chair's fault, though. Probably wobbly. I mean, I may have done like a shot of rumble mints too. I don't know. There it is. Early 20s, I was a crazy person. <laughs> Isn't it funny how rumble mints just comes back in your life though? I call it my night night juice. It's a bartender's mouthwash for those who don't know. 
If you ever go into the walk-in at Pusser's, there's an open bottle of Rubble Mints, and anytime it goes over the walkie-talkie that a keg needs to be changed, you'll see about five <laughs> people run to it because you stand in a circle and pass see, the bottle around. Is that how I get people to change a keg? <laughs> we used, no, we no, used I'm to more concerned with getting them to take the fucking keg out of the walk-in. <laughs> Got it. Okay, sometimes it's hard when it's just Pinky and I. Well, the other night, it was two guys working, and there were fucking three left in there, so... So we Not used to, to call a bellfish. We used to at the town center. We used to call going outside to smoke a cigarette a, a conference call. Our managers like, hey, you guys want to be on this conference call? But it, over so over time, they were just like, why the fuck is Chris, Derek, and Mike all on a conference call with corporate? I'm like, ah, you figured this out. Um, so you saw you saw that this place had heart in it, and that's. And that's why I stayed at where I used to be for a year because the guy I worked for was dope. You, that's why I met you at yeah O'Leary's. Um, and where I'm at now, same thing. Adrian and the owners at Market House. There's a lot of heart there. Um, so the this, the huge difference was that like when I worked with Pinky is that um, like. When she asks someone, like, how are you? Like, she genuinely cares. And that says a lot about a person. And that's how I am. Like, if I ask someone, how are they? Like, I genuinely care. Um, so it was dope to find that in another human, let alone, it's, you know. It's, it's, it's hard. My boss. So I say that, like, people make fun of me for working at 30-plus bars since I was 22. But I always joke around, you know, I'm like a backup quarterback in the NFL. I go where the money's at, but I also go where loyalty is. And I go, I go where I believe, like, the people that work there fucking actually care about the place. Yeah, and I think part of our philosophy, and Ryan and I talk about this all the time, is imploring our employees to be a boss, too. So, like, I'll but ask... Yeah, you need people that you can trust. Yeah. And you don't want kids running your bar... Because if you can trust them, like a common thing that happens in bartending, people fucking steal. And people are like, oh, I never stole anything. It's like, okay. Well, I look at the sales and I looked at your credit. Because you didn't physically steal from me doesn't mean you didn't. You gave the bar away and you're stealing. Like, because but did you ring it in? Right. Um, but also, you know, yeah, and 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 I think you know, right out of the gate, we, I think, our t- the team that we found and put together are collectively hundreds of years in the industry, like really well known around town in the industry. As, That's what I'm saying. In the industry, and and so like I feel blessed in that we owned, we opened it. We we got hit with a really shitty time upon opening, but. We have we have a rock star team, and, and oftentimes I find myself looking to them for for feedback and, and how can how we make things like, better. When I work with Adrian, she's Jason's girlfriend. She's just the blonde. I've known her for ten years. She worked fucking Applebee's. She's like most down to earth person I've ever met. And we the other night added up how much both of us she's like 43 44 now and we added up how much both of us like fucking 40 years together bartending i'm like jesus christ but i don't i think i need to stop thinking that that's a bad thing because (laughs) thanks mike 
<laughs> I, I think that's not a bad thing. Because in the last six months, I've had multiple friends say, Hey, Chris, do you know anywhere that's hiring? And I fucking go, besides, you know, like the website or whatever, extra shift, I hit up people that are managers that I've worked with before. And I'm like, yo, are you hiring? Because I know somebody that's work that needs a bartender job. And they're like, yeah, send her my way. And I don't send fucking people that is going to, I mean, you learn throughout the years. Hey, man, really glad I got you that bartending job. Thanks for fucking me over. <laughs> Many of times. Right? <laughs> yeah. How many times I did don't you do send, that anymore. Send your friends to like, oh my God. Liable. I need a bartending job. Please. I got you. Oh, please. Oh, I got you. And, and that's why I tell people now, I'm like, cool. This is my friend. I'm not vouching for them. That's what I said. I was like, this is this not me. It's a good disclaimer. But I've, at least I've met people, connections. And my friend said one time, it's all about fucking who you know in this town. And it is. Because Annapolis is a boys club when it comes to, A, opening up bars and restaurants. And I feel like you guys are better because you're not, it's not like if you were downtown, like you got to go through those like the Fox Brothers, I remember, and I'm going to have Derek and Kyle or Derek and Andrew on here at some point because, like, you got to jump through hoops downtown. It's a whole different fucking ball game. You got to know the right people. And they pissed a lot of people off when one of them ran for, like, local government or something, and that pissed people off. And they couldn't get um, Fox's Den running when they wanted to. So it's... All about who you know, but also, like, I don't know. I love Jen. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking sweetheart. She let me do my first podcast there. So She's wonderful. You guys, you know, keeping it local, man. Keeping it, I feel, I'll take a, I'll take a, a bar like Dark Horse, Smokehouse, over any fucking corporate joke that runs through this town that may or may not last. My thing that's always funny is when a seafood restaurant comes into Annapolis that's a chain it's like, okay man, good fucking luck. You know? Um, Another thing I wanted to ask you is Eptide used to have pool table. Was it two? Two. They had two. two. Yeah. And at one point, once Union Jacks closed, it was like Union Jacks had three. You guys, Eptide had, not you guys, I'm sorry. I don't mean to say that. You have to put a dollar in the swear <laughs> jar. <Right. laughs> yeah, fuck I, this. I feel like, and this is one of the things that, like, before we end tonight, I bet, uh, I bet if you got a fucking quarter for every time, someone's like, hey, you guys, uh, Got rid of the pool tables. Who's pool table? Why? It makes you a ton of money. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Does it? And it just, it's just the, you know, we wanted, we're a sports bar and a music venue, and we wanted this, the game room, which is what we call it, which is where the two pool tables were. We've got golden tea here. We have golden tea. We have three lanes of darts. Right. um, And we wanted people to come in and eat and watch sports. 
and we we show literally every single sports game you can ever imagine. So that's another thing. Premier Maybe League. I'm naive towards. And a pinky swear. It's mostly I'm, vodka, mind I'm, you, and not sweet at all. If you come to Dark Horse in Annapolis, Maryland, <laughs> you better get a pinky swear. I'm allergic to sugar. It makes me fat. Just kidding. <laughs> and if you don't like sugar. <laughs> so here's the thing as an owner perspective, okay? Today in 2022, if you got a coin-operated pool table, realistically, now that bars are back to somewhat normal money-making bars, would it be profitable? I don't believe it would because people tend to get really into it and they're serious about pool and, and, and this is just the, you know, me being a capitalist in a sense and it's in, not in like a way is that they just sip on their beers. It's not like not, a turn and turn and turn because like what is it? Um, you can't turn over tables. No. You know. You can't turn over the pool table because that shit could go. Right. What a fucking and dollar. So, yeah. What a dollar an hour? Yeah. Maybe. Basically. Um, I would love to open a pool hall one day. I loved working at but Buffalo that, Billiards. That's the thing. There's no, there's literally, at this point, Union Jacks is gone. The other one in Severna Park, Shooters, is gone. They had like eight pool tables. Yeah. So maybe that's just a thing of the past. I mean, I know that people love to play pool, and I think yeah, there is something to be said about, like, a, 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 you know, I think a, a proper pool hall you know 10 plus tables you charge per but hour you have table and you charge per hour and that's yeah. how you make money because yeah. and proper timing cuz yeah. at 1:30 exactly. a.m. there's going to be some fight yeah and that's the other thing that's the other reason why we yeah, took you them fucking, out you got sharks coming in yeah that and hustlers thinking they can fucking and fights shit. break out yeah. and you know just hearing you know war stories from uptight days um, and and Frank, they took the tables we just never Good brought any new people. ones in. <laughs> so it was like, Camille, how many times a day when you first opened, well, Eptide, Eptide used to have this. How come you don't have this? Uh, I, I, They'd actually get really mad about that, and I would say, well, the owners took them, so if you want to call them, you know, so, you're more than yeah, welcome. You can go hit them up, man. And also, I had never been to the Eptide, so <clears throat> for me, it was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. I, I was like, okay, sorry. Look, not <laughs> so I'm what not, can I get you? I'm not talking shit about the history <laughs> at all about the Eptide, but I just, it's, it's a, it was, <laughs> love you, Rich. You're pretty. I like Jordan better than you, but it's fine. Um... <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, it was a dive bar, and that was it. And it's, I fucking love dive bars. You, dive bars make the fucking world go It was go great. Around. It was a great local it was a good watering spot. hole dive bar. Why did you guys pick this place? Um, well, we, the location, um, it's... You didn't want to be up in downtown. You didn't I mean, we, be. honestly, we looked for years all over okay. town. And when we found a spot and we'd start negotiating a deal, it just, it, it never worked out. And then this opportunity came and I just, I, I we, we, we all just felt like it was, it was going to, this is it. This is it. Like this, this is, is this is, this is a like perfect you know opportunity. You fucking know. If you're an yeah. industry veteran, you're like, you feel it. Yeah. And if you don't, and if you pick, if you pick a place because, oh, we're going to do, it's going to make so much money here. I feel like that's the wrong 
Right. What we did do was we we be, we believed in the location. We believed we we understood the legacy of this of this place back into the fifties, and and just you didn't want to watch the, it die. Uh, we didn't want to watch it die. No, I don't think anybody did. Go to another Starbucks and, or CVS, right? And which are literally fucking right yeah. next to you guys. And to have all the yeah, and to have the all, the amount of residents around here, local, um, locals yeah, just, make restaurants last. And we did good locals so, make restaurants yeah. last. And Ryan Ryan put together like a few different models, like worst case scenario. At its wor- at our worst case scenario, crunching the numbers, it just made sense, and we believed that we could do it, and and it's working out. We're having a blast, and we're working hard, but it's, it. it's it's good time. And like I, I've said so many, like and I, we're we're happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy you guys are here. I've never had a bad experience here, um, except for Rich. You know. <laughs> I went on Yelp. It's Damn fine. him. <laughs> Just kidding. He's fired. I feel like if I told One star. Rich, no I comment. Feel, yeah, if I told Rich that I went on Yelp, he'd, say, he'd just tell me to go fuck myself. Um, we got a three-star review the other day with zero comment about it. Like, no, no, no review. Just, like, three stars. And I just wrote... Three is a magic number. Again, tonight we are at Dark Horse in Annapolis, Maryland. Come in... Eat the tater tots, eat the wedge. Burgers, wings. Burgers, wings. Salads. Our salmon's really good. It's really good. And our fucking soups. And green beans. Bernard works on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, Get in yeah. on those green beans. Don't also, don't forget to ask for a pinky swear. Yes, please. And um, live music, four nights a week. There it is. Live music. Trivia on Tuesdays. Trivia on Tuesdays. Karaoke, be your own star. All the, all the things that you can think <laughs> in a bar, they got it. And then some. And Sorry. you come Annapolis for the, has got talent. You got for the dumb shit that every bar has, but they have the personality. You come for the heart at Dark Horse. If you're having a bad day, come to Pinky and Camille. Come on in, get warm. We'll serve you a drink. Some laughs. Yes. So next week, I'm going to interview my boy, Jason. He is sober for a year now. And we're going to talk about how it's being like being sober in this industry. It can't be easy. It's going to be dope. Check us out. Sorry, Blender's broken. 